Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's So Widgets Flutter podcast. My name is Hello Corn, and in each episode, we get the chance to talk with another amazing developer. This episode, we're lucky to be speaking with Harish. Welcome, Harish. Really happy to have you on the podcast. Can you share a bit about yourself? Thanks for having me, Hello. So I'm a developer who lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm 14 years old, and I'm currently in the ninth grade in high school. I've been programming for more than five years. And in that, I originally started with Python, where I learned the basic, um, basic programming skills, such as conditionals and loops. And then from that, I progressed on to Java, where I learned a little more complex programming, and I went into graphical user interfaces. And then I found Dart and Flutter, and I found that Dart was a very good language for mobile programming for me, since uh, Dart is very similar to Java. So I found that it was very useful, and also the UI components of Flutter were very nice. So I found that Dart and Flutter were a very nice programming language. Wow, that's amazing. You're incredibly accomplished uh, for your age. I'm really impressed. Thanks. Um, Can you talk about any projects you're working on? So I recently launched an app, and before that I'd launched two apps. So uh, one app that I launched was called Piano Exam Prep. And what that app does is I do piano exams every year. And in that, there's a cat, there are two categories called scales and sight reading. So uh, in scales, I thought that there were just too many to practice every day. So I developed this app that would um, allow the user so they could uh, randomly pick scales that, would, that they could play every day. So the app will just randomly generate scales that they would play every day. And it would uh, encompass all the areas of skills that they have to know for the examination. And in addition to that, um, they would also have a random site reading generator, which would generate example numbers for them to play. Next, I developed an app um, called Piano Exam Prep Lite, which is a light version of the paid app. So if people want, they could get a free sample of the paid app to see what it's all about and what it's like before they purchase the paid app. And most recently, I developed an app called Polum. And what that app does is it helps uh, link teachers and students by providing videos and quizzes. So the teacher creates a video and they link a quiz with each video. And what that does is the student can then go and watch the video and take maybe a small quiz on it. So they'd be able to retain the knowledge that they gained. And this app has all the Firebase plug, has a ton of Firebase plugins in it. I have to use Firebase Storage, Firestore, and Firebase Auth just to authenticate users, just so that I'd know if they're teachers or students. And because I uh, don't want just random people accessing the app, because this app is just made for a class. So uh, if I maybe just take a class of 30 kids, I would only want those 30 kids to access the content, not anyone outside it. So I put in an activation feature so that um, the teacher or the administrator can go in, and once a student signs up, they can go in and activate them. And they would get a push notification every time a new student signs up, and the administrator would get a push notification every time a new teacher signs up. So right now, this Polym app is being piloted by a class in UC Davis, they're a med school class, and from the feedback that I've gotten, it seems that everyone really enjoys the app and finds it useful. 
Nice. That's excellent. Both apps sound really useful. Uh, are you a musician yeah. yourself? Oh, yeah, I am a musician. I play the piano. Oh, very cool. And are there aspects in particular like most about Flutter? So the aspects of Flutter that I like the most are it has a very expansive widget library. So if I, if I want to just pick out maybe just one widget, or let's say uh, one day I just need a UI component that I'm thinking of, most likely I can go in the Flutter docs and I'll be able to find it, even if I've never seen it before. Or even if there's a, like a dark feature that's not been implemented yet, or if there's just a widget that's not there, I can always go to the expansive plugin library and I would be able to find as many, um, uh, I can find as many um, algorithms or algorithmic features and UI components that I need to build my apps. So generally, if I'm not able to find a widget, I can always look in the plugin library. And one more thing that I like about Flutter is it has a great development community. So if I ask any questions I've noticed on Stack Overflow, I get replies very quickly, very, almost instantaneously. And uh, if I also go on GitHub, most of the questions that I'm asking, people have already asked and everyone's been very prompt and they've all had great replies. So because of, because of everyone's contributions and in the Google groups, in GitHub and in Stack Overflow, I think Flutter has a, a great community that will help anyone just starting out or even veterans. That's great to hear, and I definitely agree. I found the same to be true. Uh, are there things in Flutter you'd like to see changed? So I, so um, not just like a whole area in particular, but I did have one idea for a widget that I thought would be a nice widget that Flutter could maybe implement. So uh, once I thought for an app that it would be nice if we could just have a button where uh, when you push it on the left, it would do something than if you pushed it on the right. So maybe it's like um, maybe I'm just on a care, maybe I'm on a video playing or not even a video, an image showing uh, app. And if I press on the right, maybe I'll scroll to the right and show me a new image. And if I press on the left, it'll show me a previous image. So if we, so if there was just a widget that could just do that, maybe they could just implement these um, features to a, to an inkwell or a gesture detector. If um, just you could have a widget that would do something on the left and the right that's different, then I thought that would be very useful and it could have many different applications. Hmm, that's interesting. Do you have any Flutter tips you can share? So I found just this one tip that it's only specific to Flutter. I hadn't, I hadn't found this tip for any other coding language. It's that you can you can state a variable inside a string. I'd never seen that before. So if I have an integer that's named world that's equal to 20, and if I put a print statement that says hello world, if I put a dollar sign in front of the world, it'll convert the world into its integer output. So it would print out hello 20 with the space and every single character. So... I found that this would be more useful than some of the existing opera operators that there are in other languages. Like in Java, you have to either use the concatenation method to concatenate strings, or you just have to use the plus operator. And you have to get out of the string, use the plus operator, put the variable name, put the plus operator, and put another string if applicable. And eventually this can just get long and tiresome, and it can also get confusing. So I found that with this Flutter tool, you could just have one string and it could have as many variables as needed and it just helps 
um, the developer's thought process, and it just makes life easier. Definitely, much cleaner code. Um, do you have yeah. any thoughts on state management? So for state management, I haven't actually, um, I haven't been exposed to too much of it. So right now, I just call set state whenever I have to change my state. So I don't think I have enough information as of this moment to create an accurate opinion. So what? Uh, so maybe in the future, I'd be able, I'd maybe use something like a block pattern or something else like that that would um, so that I could maybe create an opinion. But as of this moment, I just use set state. Cool. Keep it simple. Yeah. Um, is there any advice you'd give to someone just starting out? So I would just say a Flutter is a different language than most because when you start off, you need to have a lot of knowledge. It's not like other languages where once you get into it, you can create lots of applications that would build you up. In order to build a good Flutter app, you need to have a lot of knowledge. But the thing is, I would just say persevere because once you get up to that point where you have a good amount of knowledge, it becomes relatively easy from that point on. Because once you have that foundation, everything just builds on top of that and it's really simple. So I would just say persevere. And once you persevere, it would just, it would, even if it's through extremely hard, I would just say in the end, it'll all be worth it. And um, if you, for example, find a solution that no one else has found, um, because uh, I've seen even those Stack Overflow and GitHub, they have many different solutions to various different problems, and it's all great. But sometimes there are uh, problems that, you've, that no one's ever encountered before. If you have found these problems and you are able to solve them, I would just say also uh, contribute to the community because other people are probably going to find this issue later. And once they find this issue, they're not going to know what to do. So this will just help everyone if, uh, if you find a problem and you find the solution. And also, I've helped—I've uh, personally helped uh, lots of people on the developer Google groups and on Stack Overflow. I've tried to help as many people as possible. I've also tried to ask as many questions as possible because other people may have those questions. So what I'd say is for any person who's just starting out, persevere and help help as many people as possible. Nice. That's great advice. Uh, an IDE of choice, IntelliJ, Android Studio, VS Code. So I first started off with IntelliJ because that was the IDE that I was watching a YouTube series. And in that, the, per, the person was using an IntelliJ IDE. So I just went along with IntelliJ um, for now. But then but what happened was I was having some issues with my emulator. So I found myself going back to Android Studio more and more often. So then I just thought, you know what, it, there's no point in having IntelliJ and Android Studio at the same time. So I might as well just go to Android Studio so I can code. And if my emulator has any issues, I would, it would just be easily accessible. So I, even though I haven't talked about VS Code, I do use VS Code for, uh, the, for cloud functions for Firebase. Because uh, for my apps like Polum, where I've had push notifications that are sent out to users based on database changes and other changes, uh, I've needed cloud functions to send the push notifications. So um, I use JavaScript to handle these cloud functions. And JavaScript isn't supported, I think, by the community edition of IntelliJ and Android Studio. So because of that, I use VS Code to handle that. So I have all three. And finally, is there anything else you'd like to add or promote? 
So anyone who's listening, feel free to download any of these apps, the Piano Exam Prep, uh, Piano Exam Prep Lite, or the Palm app, just to see what it's like. And if you want, uh, just provide as much feedback as possible. Um, I always say feedback is better. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to reach out. Um, and if you have any questions or other comments or suggestions that are not based on these apps or just programming in general, feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. We'll make sure to include links to the apps uh, in the episode notes. Uh, Harish, thank you very much for taking time to the podcast. If anyone listening would like to tell their story, go to itsawidgets.com and click podcast in the top right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>